Coming up on Stu Does America, what does the world's smartest man think about the current presidential election in America? I have no idea, but we do have Pat Gray here, which is a completely separate thing, but also almost just as good, I think. And more trouble in squad paradise as AOC squares off against seasoned swamp creature Joe Manchin. Find us on YouTube by searching my name, Stu, and subscribing to the first channel you see. Don't forget to smack the little bell there that annoys you every time we post something new. It's worth it. And click like right now. If you're watching on YouTube, click like. Do it right now. Find us on a podcast or iTunes or, I don't know, any of your favorite providers. Help me find the end of the coronavirus pandemic by leaving us a five-star rating and review with your thoughts. Even if it's just, you know, it's great, whatever. And the 30 bucks off deal is still good at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash stew and use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll save that 30 bucks. All right. I hope you've had enough foresight to order a grease shield for your laptop this year because it's looking like we're going to do Thanksgiving in lockdown. Stu does America. I've been doing the show for a while now. Eight or nine months. And you know I've been talking about the whole freaking time? Lockdown. Lockdown. I mean, this is, we were talking about this in March, and now here we are in November, and we're still talking about lockdown. There's been so much back and forth about why the coronavirus pandemic has been so widespread and so everlasting. Is it China's fault? Is it that we don't wear masks? Maybe we don't social distance enough. Maybe we have too many communal sneeze parties. I've been trying to cut back myself. No, 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 that's not the reason. None of those are the reason. Look at this chart. Conservators unite. Yes, we have chart fun. Here it is. There are cases uh, in New York. These are the uh, cases uh, from August to November. You see over the past few months, nice little easy flat line, not much going on for a long time. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, a spike when when Andrew Cuomo's book comes out. That's right, America. Andrew Cuomo's book is the cause of the current coronavirus spike. Thanks a lot, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Now, I'm not saying Andrew Cuomo's book is the only thing that was spreading COVID. I mean, you also have Andrew Cuomo driving around seatbeltless, hitting on teenagers, and that probably didn't help either. Uh, can we let's zoom in a little bit on, on Andrew over there? Zoom in. Oh, there he is. Look at that. Oh, look at that adorable face with a thumbs up. That's either it's uh, I think it's either his. Hey, girls, who wants some coronavirus face or his? Hey, girls, can you guys get into R-rated movies face? It's one of the two, but either, really not. Neither one is a good option. Anyway, Andrew Cuomo's book is killing people. And you need to know that Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. We're only two weeks away from Thanksgiving, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. I know I'm excited about it. I will be wrapping my head in saran wrap and drinking tons of bleach and UV light to make sure my holiday is the safest holiday. If you're worried about having a coronavirus-free Thanksgiving, the CDC has a few uh, tips for you. Um, Let me uh, go through some of these here. Look at these graphics for you. Uh, here it is. Wear a mask, they say. Um, of course, you got to wear a mask. Everyone knows this already. What are we, stupid? Of course we're going to be wearing a mask. And yes, when we eat, we're going to, of course, tilt our head back and push the food through the mask. That's how you're supposed to eat now. Um, then you have to stay at least six feet away from others who do not live with you. We know this, though. This is social distancing. Six feet away, maybe that's not even enough. How about 50 feet away? A lot of people, I will say, that, you know, you run into at family events or events with friends, you want more than six feet away. Some of them smell. 
Just putting that out there. Uh, wash your hands uh, for at least 20 seconds. I don't know if you know this. Sing happy birthday backwards six times, and then your hands are finally clean. Have a little hand sanitizer. These are basic tips. You guys can do this. Come on. How about attending a gathering? Now, this is where it gets a little confusing. Attending a gathering, you have to make your celebration safer. Bring your own food, drinks, plates, cups, and utensils. I want you to picture your Thanksgiving here for just a second. You're walking around, and (laughs) you go up to your family's house, and what you have in your hand is your own food, your own drinks, your own plates, your own cups, and your own utensils. That's not it, though. Wear a mask and safely store your mask while eating and drinking. So it's not like you can just now have a mask on and then take it off, right? You have to be able to have it on and then, I guess, store it. Bring a safe to Thanksgiving. Store it in there. Lock it up with a combination. Everybody should have their own safe, of course. Avoid going in and out of the areas where food is being prepared or handled, such as in the kitchen. Okay, sure. Uh, Then we have use single-use options like salad dressing and condiment packets and disposable items like food containers, plates, and utensils. Okay, so uh, I want to make sure I understand this. Uh, It's like this situation where we have... um, People bringing like individual ketchup packets to Thanksgiving. (laughs) I mean, no one is going to do this, right? No one's going to bring their own plastic forks to Thanksgiving so they can eat separately for coronavirus reasons, are they? Are you doing that? Next up, hosting a Thanksgiving gathering. Hmm, Let's see. Uh, Have a small outdoor meal with family and friends. Now, look, if you're in Texas, I'll tell you right now, it's like 80 degrees outside. So a small outdoor uh, gathering sounds delightful in Texas. If you're in Minnesota, I mean, look at the people in the picture on this thing. They're all sitting around. They've got hats on. They've got a they've they've lit a barrel on fire, I think, in the middle. (laughs) They're all just going to freaking freeze to death outside. That's very, very scary. That's probably more dangerous than coronavirus. If celebrating indoors, uh, make sure to open the windows. Have guests bring their own food and drink. Again, that's not what happens at Thanksgiving. Have these people ever been to a Thanksgiving before? If sharing food, have one person serve food and single-use options like plastic utensils. Now, there's basically saying no buffets. No buffets. Look, it's Thanksgiving. You're supposed to go up. And I don't know. This is how we do it at Thanksgiving. You go up and you scoop your own mashed potatoes. Now, if I have someone else scooping the mashed potatoes for me, I'm going to take a much less embarrassing portion. When I'm by myself, I feel like no one can see me. I'm going to go in and get like a giant spoon. I'm going to plop it down on the side of the plate. Then I'm going to get the stuffing. I'm going to put that next to it. The peas, they're all going to mash in together. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to weigh 14 pounds. If someone else is scooping for, for me, it's not even Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a normal meal. That's not what we're supposed to have. How about uh, Thanksgiving travel? Are you worried about Thanksgiving travel this holiday season? Well, staying home is the best way to travel. That's what the CDC says. Staying home is the best way to protect yourself and others. If you do travel, make sure to get your flu shot. Lots of needles going on this holiday season. And uh, avoid touching your mask, your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. Uh, You know, it's interesting because I actually, they say store your mask. I try to store my mask in my eyes, my nose, and my mouth. So I'm, I'm violating this a little bit. But I think we'll get through it. Um, Consider other activities for Thanksgiving. That's what the CDC recommends. Host a virtual Thanksgiving meal with friends and family who don't live with you. Schedule a time to share a a meal together virtually. Doesn't this sound like fun? 
You know what? There's nothing better than watching someone on a computer screen eat. That's a delight. A holiday delight. Schedule a time to share that meal virtually and have people share recipes and show their turkey dressing or other dishes they prepared. Now, for I, you look at that and you say, show, you know, showing your recipes. I mean, like, they're going to hold up a, a bunch of potatoes and turkey and to the camera so they can see it. Although I was a little worried, honestly, show their turkey sounds like something Jeffrey Tubin would say. And I don't, I'm a little nervous about show your turkey over <laughs> Over Zoom call. That did not go well for Jeffrey. Watch television and play games with people in your household. That's right. Watch uh, Thanksgiving Day parades, sports, and movies at home. That's what we do anyway. We go to Thanksgiving to watch football on TV. That's all we do anyway. This one I actually kind of fully uh, support because at some point during Thanksgiving, my kids will be doing something crazy, and my wife will say, hey, can you go get the kids? And I'll have to say, no, the CDC recommends I watch television. Sorry, hon. It's the way I gotta listen. I mean, Dr. Fauci might come in here and kick my ass if I don't just watch this football game right now. The Lions are on, <laughs> and and the Dallas Cowboys with their ninth-string quarterback. I can't wait to watch either one of those games. Um, and finally, other activities: uh, safely prepare traditional dishes and deliver them to family and neighbors in a way that does not involve contact with others. And participate in a gratitude activity like writing down things you are grateful for. Guys, this is America. We don't write down things that we're grateful for. We complain about crap. That's what we do. We complain about crap constantly. We make sure everyone knows how miserable we are. That's an American holiday. The point is, this stuff is crazy, right? We've conducted a scientific survey to find out how many people are going to listen to this advice. And here are the results. None! None people. I'll take a quick sidebar from the mockery for just a moment to point out that, yes, it's true. We are in a rough patch here when it comes to covid. As you've probably seen everywhere, cases of covid are up a lot. Here's the chart. Do we have it's chart time? Who's here for the charts? You're here for the charts. We're at a level here that is about double the summer peak when it comes to cases. And unlike the media, let me tell you that, yes, a good chunk of that is more testing, which is actually a positive thing. Tests are up by about 60 percent since the summer peak. But as you can see, that's on the blue line here. If you're watching, you, you can serve a nerd. That's the blue line. And you can see that it is increasing quickly. Um, but look at the red line there. The red line, which has a steep recent increase from about 5 percent to about 10 percent, uh, that's the test percentage of tests that are positive, and that is going up fast. And while cases can be used as a scare metric, hospitalizations are a much more reliable uh, thing to predict future COVID deaths. And these are not very pretty. We are currently right now at higher overall numbers of hospitalizations than either one of the two previous waves. The good news is we're getting a lot better at saving people's lives once they get into the hospital. And it's much more spread out around the country. So our hospitals are pretty much OK right now. But we're going to have a lot of deaths coming after this. It sucks, but it's probably going to be true. And of course, those deaths come after the spikes in these other numbers. And now the deaths are starting to rise. You can see the number here has already started to climb. And with these hospitalizations, plus the cold weather, plus the holidays, plus Biden celebration parties, yay! We probably are in for a rough time for a little bit. So I'm not mocking this advice because I don't think it's going to be ugly. For those who said the coronavirus is going to go away right after the election, 
I got to tell you, I'm looking at these numbers and it's going to be in our faces for at least a little longer. The most unwelcome relative. And around the holidays, that's saying something. So, yes, take precautions when you have Thanksgiving. I mean, especially if you have someone in one of these vulnerable groups. Everybody knows this by now. But people are not bringing over their own silverware in individually wrapped condiments to Thanksgiving. It's not going to happen. If it's warm enough to do some stuff outside like it is here in Texas, do that. Stand a few feet away for longer conversations. Their breath probably smells anyway. They've been, eat they've been eating garlic mashed potatoes for hours. There's no reason you need to be close to them. If you can just ventilate the room, like, you know, pump up the heat and open the windows, that legitimately does help. Screw global warming. Crank the thermostat. Yeah. But think about what these control freaks are asking for. People aren't going to abandon their loved ones for years at a time. It's not going to happen. Unless, of course, they're really, really annoying. The only solution to all of this is not more behavior control. It's medical innovation. And hopefully that's coming soon. Joe Borelli, city council member in Staten Island, New York, pissed everyone off with this tweet. I'll be having more than 10 people at my house on Thanksgiving. My address is public record. Some family will come from Gasp, New Jersey. Kids will see their grandparents. Cousins will play in the yard. Sis-in-law will bring strawberry rhubarb pie, which I now want more than anything in the world. And a turkey will be overcooked. <laughs> MSNBC's Chris Hayes responded to this tweet with this. Honestly, I don't know what to say. We're all human beings with people we love that we want to see. But the, increasingly, the entire Republican Party has basically taken the side of the virus and are actively trying to spread it. I mean, uh, is there anybody that gets to be rational at some point? I mean, I've been doing the show for a long time. It doesn't seem like we ever hear from anyone just making sense. A few days ago, just a few days before that tweet, he was fine with large gatherings. Quote, lots of people need this right now, as he shows pictures of a Biden celebration party. Keep those masks on and do it outside. I guess for Chris Hayes' benefit, at least we can say he said to wear masks and do it outside. Look at human Muppet lookalike Lori Lightfoot. Here she is, maskless, <laughs> celebrating a Joe Biden victory among tons and tons of people. A week later, she was issuing a stay-at-home order in her city. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be if you lived in Chicago right now? Here she is, celebrating a freaking win from Joe Biden a week ago with her megaphone with no mask on, in a crowd, and a week later, she's shutting down the city. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be if you live there? I wonder why they're having a spike in cases. <laughs> it's a complete mystery. It seems like we all see people in the media who are hypocritically telling you to prepare for a state of constant lockdown while avoiding it themselves. It's also known as the Cuomo Principle. Or it's people who say there's no such thing as COVID and it's actually like 5G cell phones and the Illuminati who are killing people. The truth is we are dealing with a real problem and it's not going away because the election is over. But our basic human need for connection isn't going away either. Try to take that away from people for too long and they cease to be human at all. There's no reason we can't be sensible without going completely insane. But the more I watch the media, the more I'm convinced that insanity is a foregone conclusion.
So if you're trying to buy or sell a home in these times, it can be a little challenging. I mean, you're not even allowed in anyone's home. How can you go buy a home right now? They're locking you out. They won't even let your relatives come over, let alone go out and buy a new home. Well, you need a real estate agent who knows these rules, who knows how to operate in this environment, who knows how to take care of things for you. If you, you know, if you got the house painted, you need to replace the stairs, you need the roof repaired, you need someone who knows the best people to do those jobs, the people who can find those that are reliable, who can get you good prices on these things. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. It's Glenn's company, Glenn Beck, of course, founder of this particular network, and he created Real Estate Agents I Trust as well to make sure that you had somebody who was on your side when you're talking about a real estate transaction. Now, they're not going to tell you this at realestateagentsitrust.com, but if you get an agent, they're going to make you a big pile of mashed potatoes, and they're going to be delicious. It's not exactly true, but it, it should be true. It feels like it's true. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Get inform- more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the best agent in your area for your needs. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I'm joined right now by Blaze TV's own Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed here on the network and on YouTube. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to his channel and get all the content. Pat, thanks for coming in. No, no. Thank you, Stu. Thank you thank for you, you for coming having, in. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Oh, okay. It's nice. It's yeah, nice to have yeah, you. Yeah. Um, we can get into all the sort of specifics and allegations and everything on the election in a, in a minute, but mm-hmm. I haven't really got your your fifty thousand foot sort of view of what actually happened on on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, well, um, well, I think what actually happened was that the president lost the election, <laughs> and so um, you know, I think everybody's pinning their hopes in the in the court system right now yeah and i just don't see that working out yeah it is it's i mean because look it, the you're fine with the process going forward though right i mean absolutely it should it should happen yes and you know people have accused me of surrendering or whatever else right I, i'm not surrendering first of all i can't do anything about it no no Pat, I, I did my there. part Shake i went to the booth some- and I pushed that button so hard for <laughs> Donald Trump yeah. that almost broke the machine. Uh, but yeah, go forward with the process. I think the process must go forward. And, you know, you have to be sure that the election is, uh, it, it was not fraudulent. Mm-hmm. You have to be sure it was a fair election. And so they should keep going with that process. It's just that it's never been overturned. And I haven't seen the preponderance of evidence. Maybe it exists, mm-hmm. but I just haven't seen it yet, that there was widespread fraud. There's one tough thing about hoping that the same system that you believe committed fraud here is going to also come back and overturn what they said last time. I mean, because it's yeah. the same people a lot of the, in the same states. Right. It's going to be difficult to do. But, but I, I think that's all you're pointing out. Right? Yes. Very difficult to, to overcome it. But separate from that, because the president gets all the attention here. This, on, on a whole, was a pretty good night for Republicans. Yeah. we. I think we've forgotten about that a little bit, because is it six seats now? that? To, I mean, we just picked, a, picked up another one mm-hmm. or two. In the House. Uh, in the House. And so that looks pretty good. Our friend Burgess Owens looks like he's going to win in Utah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited uh, about that one, because he, he was down... In the earlier count, is the reverse yeah. of what people are talking about in some of these Trump states. He, you know, Owens was down. He came back and has now passed McAdams. Right. So that turned out really well. Um, who saw Alaska coming? Uh, <laughs> whoa! You shocked was, for that one? You know, it was a razor thin 63-33 margin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on the edge some, of my seat. Somehow, 
-hmm. The Republicans came out there uh, on top. First of all, the president won. Uh, Senator won. Senator, what's his face uh, from Alaska? Sullivan. Yep. Um, so, you know, it was a pretty good night. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we talked to Ted Cruz on the radio uh, program earlier today, and he was talking about what the Senate looks like if these two races don't come out with the Republicans here. And like normally I'm, I'm very much on the side of look at the candidate. Don't worry about the party here. I really like I don't know how great Leffler and Purdue are. They're probably going to win. Favorite senators. They got to win. Yeah, you got to win at least one of them. And you really right. need two. Because right. um, the Alaska thing is another situation with Murkowski. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. But Cruz brought up a really interesting point, and I had not really let it set in. That if the Democrats hold the Senate somehow, mm-hmm. Chuck Schumer will be the majority leader, and he is two years away from a potential challenge for his Senate seat from Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She will push, push him so far to the left. Uh, in the meantime, Can I think. Can you imagine that? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it how was... is he going to say no to court packing? How, I mean, and not that he would anyway. No. But, I mean, any temptation he has to play for the long game or to you know, maybe not throw, overthrow the filibuster or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to imagine him doing this. And it was interesting to hear Cruz's thoughts that he will for sure uh, try to pack the court with at least four new justices. Hmm. I mean, that's chilling. That's really chilling. It is. And I I am with him, too, on the Joe Manchin part of this. Joe Manchin has come out and done these interviews where he said, I I absolutely will not pack the court. I will not end the filibuster. All of a sudden, he's found this this this, uh, I don't know, backbone to stand up in front of the country. He could have been doing this the entire election. saying He wasn't going to do this. He's saying it now because he wants to send a message to people in Georgia. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be that bad if you elect the Democrats. This is this is nothing but a scam for Manchin. Mm. I don't know if he'll vote for it or he won't vote for it. But the bottom line is, and I think he he would wind up finding a way to uh, to to vote to pack the court and all these other things. The end of the day, though, he's just trying to sell uh, borderline voters that even if you elect these two Democrats, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about any of that radical stuff, because I'm here. I'm going to I'm going to help you out. I don't believe Joe Manchin as far as I could throw him. Yeah. And. It just goes to show you that a state like was West Virginia, what are you doing with a Democrat senator? How is that even possible? Yeah. Uh, I think Trump won that state with 68 percent. It was like 68 to 29 or something. How does it happen? How does it happen that you've elected a Democrat? Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, that was really it's funny because the runoff situation in Georgia was put in by Democrats to control the Senate and all of the House seats and everything for Democrats. Like, yeah. But it was so solid blue for such a long time, like over 100 years, that they never thought they'd lose it. And now it's really hard to win as a Democrat in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the reverse you'd think was, was going on in West Virginia. That's a totally bizarre situation. Um, I'm fascinated at the the repercussions of all this, though, because, you know, let's just say Joe Biden, none of this stuff works out on the on the uh, court side for a second. And we go, Joe Biden becomes president in the United States. He is going to owe a lot of people. He mm-hmm. has got a price to pay because mm-hmm. he went down this road. I mean, we, we've seen the Congressional Black Caucus already say, look, we were the one, you know, uh, we were the ones who put you through. Um, Clyburn was the guy who got Biden through the primary. You know, Black Lives Matter is now coming out. I mean, this is uh, they're open about it, too. They just said that we want something for our vote. Oh, uh, (laughs) like what? (laughs) And let's not forget, it's a Marxist organization run by Marxists. And they're proud of that. Uh, It it would be it's chilling to wonder what exactly it is they want for their vote. 
uh, it's going it, to, it could be really bad, but that's why the Senate in Georgia is so, this, these two races in Georgia are so important. Can't, can't let that happen. How worried are you about the Senate races? Uh, a little I'm worried. Kinda, I'm a little worried. I feel like for some reason I've had this like calm about, I feel like Purdue's probably going to win for some yeah, reason. And, and if that's but, the case, that's, that'll be great. That's big. Yeah. But uh, there's no real reason for us to, these are, this is a tight state. I mean, Joe Biden won the state, it looks like, at least in a very close race. They're going to do a hand recount, so we'll see what happens at the end. But at the very least, it was a very close state. Yeah. Uh, you know, Purdue barely was ahead of Ossoff in the actual primary. Mm. I mean, this isn't a sure thing, Pat. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And that's, I mean, it makes me nauseous just to think of it. If they have, the, if they have all three branches, uh, they're going to do everything. They're going to do everything, including maybe even split up states so that they have like California is five states. So they've got four more states with two senators each. You imagine that that would be it'd be catastrophic. You think that if you are the type of person who's dreaming up plans to divide up states, add new states, drop filibusters, pack the courts, maybe you're on the wrong side of this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it that too simple of analysis? No. Just be like, maybe you're one of the baddies. Yeah. Maybe if that's the kind of government you want, you move to Venezuela, for instance. <laughs> right. You know, try that. Yeah, because there you can just pack the courts with whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you can do you whatever want. you want. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it, and it's worked really well there. Has it? Yeah. I don't. You haven't noticed? No. Oh, yeah, it's been really following. good. People are losing a lot of weight. Oh, really? A lot of weight. It's a sexy yeah. population. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just if you like uh, seeing the outlines of ribs, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's, that's, uh, that's your country right this there. This is prime time. <laughs> uh, so on the uh, the BLM thing, you have they had all these riots or peaceful protests, as they're known. Mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. You had all that going on, and there's been these situations over and over again where people feel that they're able to protest by just standing in front of your car. Don't you love that? That's been one of the greatest revelations of <laughs> this whole year, yeah. is that you can just circle people in their car, and then if they move, oh my gosh, they're the worst beast on this face of the planet uh, for them moving, trying to get away from you. Uh, Ron DeSantis has done some amazing things <laughs> in Florida lately. One is uh, you can pretty much shoot people if they're looting. And the other one is, uh, if you get hurt because you surrounded a car, um, you shouldn't be in the street, so that's on you. And he's going to give protection to drivers who accidentally hurt or kill people they run over. But uh, to me, get out of the street. That won't happen. You don't it's just stop blocking. I mean, we saw, saw this with uh, uh, one of the Trump caravans. They like blocked a highway at one point. And, you know, they were like, oh, look at this. We blocked the highway. We did it. And every conservative I saw afterward, every Trump supporter was like, don't block highways. Like, mm-hmm. it's not right. something that we want. No. Uh, and look, if you especially we've seen some of these situations, Pat, people are in real danger. Like they're For breaking sure. windows. They're attacking the people in the car. Right. I mean, well, one I'm, person I'm sorry, in, Utah, in Utah got shot. You remember that situation? Yeah. Surrounded. Uh, a guy comes up with a gun, shoots right into the car, hits the guy in the side. Uh, and he drove through him and they were all pissed at him because they're the victims. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> DeSantis has been pretty good. I mean, yeah, he has. You know, he's been kind of like what you he's not like a 
uh, you know, fire breathing, like, you know, social media personality as a governor. Mm-hmm. He's out there doing things that are kind of like free market and sensible. And mm-hmm. I mean, look, everyone's had problems with the coronavirus, but he, they, they've handled it relatively well. Their, their data coming out of that state is the best probably in the whole country. I mean, they, they're not ignoring these things. They're not dismissing them. They're addressing them the best they can to let people live their lives. Right. And we're in the middle of this apparent spike right now all over the country. And it happened during mask mandates. Yeah. I mean, even in Texas, we've had this mask thing. Right. And now supposedly we have a million people, the first state with a million people infected. Well, we're we're wearing masks. I mean, it's not protecting us. No, I, I think I, I and this is probably worth coming back and doing a monologue on some at some point. But let me run this by you. The mask mandate has no effect on this, right? Yeah, I think so. Now, you can argue, and there's some science that shows that masks, particularly in specific situations and close close quarters, indoors, might have some benefit. Mm -hmm. But the mandate itself does nothing. Right. All, it all like you look at the chart of the pe- percentage of people who use masks in a state like South Dakota, where there's been no mask mandate the entire time. It's something like 65 or 70 percent still wear them. And you look at the per- place in like, you know, Washington, D.C., where it's been there the whole time. It's like 80 mm-hmm. percent. So you have like a a small, maybe a small percentage of people are wearing it just because of the mandate or like increasing the percentages. But it doesn't seem to change the amount of people who are wearing them anyway. And. There has never been science that has shown that wearing a mask is going to end the pandemic. It, right. it might help a little bit. So maybe you do it if you can. But like, it's not going to end the mask. And the, they the, act as if they, it will. Yeah. There's been, it's become such a cultural thing where it's like, just wear the freaking mask. Like as if, if you wear a mask, you'll be fine. Well, when people wear masks, what we see this with like bicycle helmets, right? If when you, people wear, when they start making helmets mandatory, People are maybe ride a little bit more on the street and maybe they are a little bit more aggressive, uh, they take more risks. And, mm-hmm. and and it winds up not necessarily helping in the end. Yeah. But like I, people put this mandate on this pedestal as if I mean, Utah just did this. Yeah. Utah just put in a, ma- a statewide mask mandate. Again, these are red states. This is not Joe Biden doing this. These are red states, Texas, Utah. They're, it's it's mm-hmm. happening all over and it doesn't seem to be effective at all. No, and, really, really doesn't. I mean, here we are with supposedly the most hospitalizations, the the most yeah. infections every day. And mm-hmm. and both in Utah and Texas and many other states were masked up, just like they tell us in every article on every TV show. Everybody seems to be on that bandwagon. Well, why don't you let me decide that? Yeah, let me decide. So uh, I'm, am I guessing that you're not going to be wearing masks indoors at Thanksgiving when you have? Probably not. No, no, probably That's not. That's the recommendation. No. Nor am I going to have it outside. No, as is the recommendation. Can you yeah. imagine Montana? You're sitting there in 25 degree weather. <laughs> Everybody is eating their turkey outside. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be really fun. Be really fun. Really <laughs> I'm thinking you might get a couple of people sick from that too. Yeah, I know. In different the way. ways. They had a um, uh, recommendation <clears throat> that you should like get your family basically all on Zoom on t- on your like TV screen. And and like meet with them there. I guess eat. Everyone eats in their Zoom own place. Thanksgiving. A Zoom Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, that's that safe. It's safe. It sounds really, really fun. The only good thing about it is pretty much what I wind up doing on Thanksgiving is just watching football anyway. So I guess I would just be in front of the TV as normal. Now, if you don't like your relatives, this is a really good excuse. I'm sorry. We, we're all full up. Here. Yeah, I like that. Can't do uh, it. Before we go, uh, BYU football. 
Oh, yeah. I know this is the only thing you actually want to talk about. <laughs> yes. They are a top 10 team. Yeah. What's, give me Number the, eight. Give me the uh, potential of them ending up in the, in the championship series. Really? The college football playoff? That's what I want. Well, I don't want, I, yeah, I don't I want like, oh, too. they got into the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. I want something like. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, like, this I is, I, there's so much buildup from you every year on yeah. this. And every year, I think they're going to win the championship. <laughs> this year, they actually, actually could. <laughs> this year, they could. ESPN gives them a 25.6% chance to get into the playoff, which That's great. is astoundingly That's yeah. good uh, based on the schedule they've had. But, I, you know, it's going to be really tough. They, a lot of things would have to ha- have to happen in order for them to, you know, somebody's got to lose twice, uh, and it's several somebodies. Probably Notre Dame, maybe Clemson because they've lost once already. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get two of those teams out of the way with two losses, then they got a shot. Well, twenty five point six percent though is first of all, I love how you know the exact percentage <laughs> down to the decimal. Uh, <laughs> it just shows how into this you are. But also, like that's not. I mean, you know, that's a legit chance. That, yeah, it is. You know, you're going to have to get, have a couple of things happen. It's but a one in four chance. Yeah, it's not impossible. It's it's one of those things that like you mm-hmm. could maybe one or two upsets and BYU might be in. Yes. Who do they who do they have to play? Anybody good to play from still? Now? Yeah. Um, they have the powerful uh, North Alabama Lions next. Oh my god! In two weeks. Is that the? The, the, that's not Alabama. That's no. It's North, North Alabama. Alabama. The same team or <laughs> no? no okay. Not okay. The same team. Anyone else? And then San, Di- San Diego State. And they're pretty good. And, and they're pretty good. But yeah. they lost last week, so that's kind of diminished that a little bit. But they have the two games left, and they're still trying to schedule another game. So we'll see if that happens. All right. Uh, Pat Gray. Pat Gray Unleashed, of course, is the program right here on uh, Blaze TV. You can go to blazetv.com slash stew, and you can uh, subscribe and get the show every single day. Use the promo code stew, save 30 bucks. And you can go get the show for free on the YouTubes. Yes. Uh, you're on all of the YouTubes now. All of the YouTubes. Okay. Uh, so you can get the show free every day and subscribe to the podcast as well. Pat, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. All right. Back in a second. So a name you're going to be a little familiar with potentially over the next uh, couple of years, Ron Klain. He is uh, apparently going to be the Biden chief of staff, assuming everything goes forward as the media is describing it at this moment. Uh, Ron Klain is a guy who ran the Ebola response for the uh, Obama administration. He's been a Biden confidant for quite a long time. One interesting part about him as we go through this election dispute is in 2014, Vox tweeted uh, that 68% of Americans believe elections are rigged. And of course, because at that time, it seemed as if Democrats were benefiting from the vote rigging uh, or, or were being hurt by the vote rigging. And, and they didn't, they, they were all complaining about it. Ron Klain, the Biden chief of staff, said, that's because they are rigged. They are rigged. So it was okay to say it was rigged then. It's just not okay now. Get used to the rules. That's all. Just, just learn the rules and everything will be fine. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot about Ron Klain as he puts all this stuff together. We'll make sure we uh, look at him in depth here on upcoming episodes. Uh, we also have uh, this. Uh, and if you want to know kind of what Joe Biden's America is going to look like, here's a heartwarming moment from it. Uh, here's a grandmother and a grandson at a hugging station. Everybody wrapped in plastic, plastic sheeting, and putting their arms through armholes. Oh, we can put more holes in it to give, to give hugs. Why? I don't like this. Put it this way. 
Oh. Are their heads right next to each other? This is great. <laughs> it's hard to see. Are their heads right next to each other? Are they actually putting their heads over the plastic sheeting to cuddle? That doesn't make any sense, guys. I, I, and this was like proposed, like, look at this heartwarming moment where a grandson gets to hug their grandparents. Is it heartwarming? Is it or is it terrifying? Uh, again, like, you know, you look at the CDC close contact, you know, as a as a coronavirus uh, survivor, I, I, I took on the COVID-19, kicked its ass. You might know that. Um, and as I went through that process, you have to do this thing where you call all the people that you had close contact with over the previous few days, because I was here at work doing shows. You watched them, hopefully, uh, or listened to them. And I had people, guests in here on the show. I had, you know, obviously, you know, people who run the cameras and stuff. I don't care if they die, but I'm talking about like real, like important people that were sitting in the chair and stuff. And I had the, and I had them in here and I had to call them all and say, hey, guys, uh, sorry, probably gave you, a, you know, probably gave you the pandemic. Uh, sorry about that. And what's interesting uh, about that is you look at like that whole process and it's a, it's a weird sort of arduous time and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how people are going to react to it. It's very, very strange, but it may, you have to go through and look at all the guidelines to try to get a sense of who you call because you don't you don't call everybody you pass by in the hallway. Right. Like that's not that's not how this works. The CDC defines close contact is it's something like I think it's 10 or 15 minutes of close conversation within six feet. Uh, so like you can have a hug. I mean, I, I think if you try to minimize the close contact, maybe you hug and then you back up and have a conversation a little bit. Maybe you're not right on top of each other. Maybe you're doing it outside. There's a bunch of things you can do that everybody kind of knows, but like they make it seem as if you can't have any human contact. And I, I that's not even what the CDC really says. We went through a lot of their, uh, you know, their recommendations earlier and obviously, you can go overboard and be insane with this stuff. <laughs> like, you can set up plastic sheeting with armholes and, and stick your arms through it. Um, I'm going to go say a no. I'm just going to give you a quick review of my reaction to that no. There's nobody I want to hug enough to hug through a plastic sheet. <laughs> I mean, and no one wants to hug me at all, plastic sheet or not. So that's kind of the way this breaks down. Uh, I wouldn't go installing your plastic sheet with arm, arm holes yet, but if that changes, you'll be the first to know. We talked a lot about gold and gold being kind of like, I don't know, the human beings like currency from the beginning of time. And gold was the gold standard. It was the basis of our economy. And then we kind of got rid of that and we said, hey, what if we just kind of print money all the time whenever we need it? That should that should work. Right. And it's tough, though, because, you know, you want to maybe have some gold as part of your investment portfolio, but also you want to have access to that money. I mean, once it's gold, we can't do anything with it. What am I going to do? Throw a gold coin at the guy at 7-Eleven? Yes, that is actually what you can do now with this, your Glint card. Glint is a new company. And they are fantastic. At least they're new to me. I don't know how long they've been around. But they've been doing this for a while. They have, when you go with Glint, you put some money on your card like you would like any other debit card, basically. And what they do is they buy gold for you. Real gold, real like gold bars in like Switzerland. And they hold it for you in Switzerland. So you get the benefits of the investment of gold. And when you want to use money, uh, you want to use some of that cash, you want to go to a store and just pay. You got a MasterCard. You just go out there. 
You put down the MasterCard and you pay in gold. And you could be the really annoying person that explains that to every single person you run into. God, I'm paying with gold right now, guys. Did you know that? You could do that if you want. But the bottom line is you're going to get the benefit of owning gold and you have the benefit of liquid money that you can actually spend. Uh, it's great. Glint is the company, G-L-I-N-T. The Glint card is uh, is ready. It's all backed up. It's got all everything, all the... the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. All the you know insurance and FDIC and all that stuff. You can read it all on their website. Glintpay.com slash stew. G-L-I-N-T-P-A-Y. Glintpay.com slash stew. The slash stew part is important because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Glintpay.com slash stew. Pay with gold. So picture for a moment you're in Japan and you're running a town in Japan and you have a problem. What are you going to do to solve it? Well, first of all, you know it's Japan. It's obviously going to be solved by robots. That's the only way you solve problems in Japan. Okay, so you got a robot. You know the problem needs to be solved by a robot. But what if the problem is uh, a wild bear? A bunch of wild bears coming into your town. Well, of course, you make this robot. This is the uh, robot that is now... <laughs> a robot monster wolf is, of course, the choice. So now when you go around this Japanese town and there's a, a bear coming around... This robot monster wolf uh, springs into action and apparently uh, scares it away, uh, which is something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, uh, but I will say that the government creating a race of robot wolves might work out poorly. Just uh, I'm just throwing that out there. If you happen to see a robot wolf in your town, uh, run. And also, another project I want to tell you about in Spain. This is interesting. Remember this painting situation? We had a, a really beautiful picture of Jesus that was fading. They tried to restore it, and it came out. <laughs> looking. I mean, it looked like I did it. Drunk. That's what it looks like. Uh, it's not a very great recreation of the painting. Um, and that was a controversy, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Well, they've now tried to fix, I guess, a statue. And look at how this came out. I mean, it's... Uh, it looks, it looks like a cartoon character. It looks like Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what they're doing over there. Again, I know the wine flows freely in this region. Potentially, that's what's happening. But uh, I thought this was supposed to be the place you know, where there was really great artists. Apparently, uh, that's. I mean, maybe they're all busy, but they're uh, they didn't show up for these particular projects. Back in a second. Love getting your reviews on the iTunes machine. Of course, go there. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Great show. Enjoy your opinions. Keep up the good work. I agree with all of that. It's a great show. I enjoy my opinions as well, and I will keep up the good work when convenient. Five freaking stars. Thank you very much. I like this stupid show. It's okay. I mean, not a lot of passion behind it, but that's fine. Five freaking stars tells me what the passion level is, and funniest nerd I've ever heard, both funny and informative. Who knew? I love this stupid show. I'm addicted and have to hear every episode. I learn something new every time. Five stars, whatever. It's only appropriate. That's true. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Thank you very much for your five freaking stars. By the way, um, we got uh, some some potential on the uh, Nancy Pelosi pens getting back in stock pretty soon. They're not quite ready yet. So I know a lot of you want them for Christmas presents and such. Keep an eye on the website. We'll let you know when they're on there. StuDoesMerch.com for all the fancy products. We'll see you tomorrow.